Hey there, Disky Chicks fans. Before we get started with today's podcast, I wanted to tell you about a special opportunity for you to become the DISC expert in your organization. Would you like to deliver DISC debriefs with ease, facilitate coaching sessions and teaming sessions with confidence, and elevate your stature as the go-to person for all things DISC? Join us for our live advanced DISC certification training coming up in early January 2022. This is a live small group class delivered in four two-hour sessions during the first two weeks of January. Please go to DiskyChicks.com for more information. And don't wait because the December 17th registration deadline is coming up quickly. Oh, and one more thing, since you're a Disky Chicks podcast listener, enter the promotion code DCP123 to get $150 off the registration fee as a thank you from us to you. Now on with the show. business leaders, HR directors, coaches, and those interested in learning how to use the DISC assessment to grow self-awareness, improve communications, and develop leaders and teams. Please welcome your hosts, business coaches Martha Fourlines and Cindy Jacoby. They are loud and proud about all things DISC because like Aristotle, they believe knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. Hi, I'm Cindy Jacoby, Chief Engagement Officer for BizHelp Consulting. I work with companies and teams to improve their effectiveness by improving their hiring and their communication skills. Hey, I'm Martha Forlines, owner of my leadership development and coaching business, Belief System Institute. I work with business leaders and entrepreneurs to help them solve what I lovingly call their pesky people problems. So together, we are the Disky Chicks. If you need a little background on DISC, listen to one of our earlier episodes, and you can find those on DiskyChicks.com. Welcome to the Disky Chicks podcast. We are so delighted today to have a guest with us from Jacksonville, Florida, Karen Nutter. Welcome aboard. And Karen is the owner of her own business, CBK Advising, and we uh, have met Karen through our assessment vendor, TTISI, um, several years, Karen. It's been a while since since we first met you, and um, I'm not going to tell too much of her story because I'd like for her to share her story with us so that we can get to know her better. Hi, Karen. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Martha. Thank you, Cindy. I'm excited to be here. And wow, I feel honored that after a few years of knowing me, you actually wanted me here. <laughs> Boom. I'm excited. So I made I made the test. You did. But I started my company in 2008. And I have to tell you a little bit of background of why I did this. When I was a little girl growing up, I was with a single mom in poverty. And when I say poverty, a lot of people use that word loosely. I would ask neighbors for food. So that's kind of the way it was. Mm. 
without painting too glum a picture. And my mom asked me one day, I was about seven, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said, oh, I know exactly what I want to do. I want to help all these people that we live around live better lives, get better jobs, get more education. I bet they could do it if they wanted to. And she says, you can't do that. And I was just devastated. And she said, because no one can afford to pay for that kind of thing. Well, of course she felt that way because we all look at things from our own perspective and from her perspective, no one would be able to afford that. But lo and behold, in 2008, I told her I was leaving my full-time job that I adored and that I was finally doing it. I was going to venture out because there had been a change in upper, upper leadership. And she said, who does that? (laughs) And I said, I do. Uh And so, yeah, I ventured out. I had not enough clients to cover the overhead of my office. I didn't have enough clients to cover any of the expenses, but I just knew it would work out. And if it didn't, I would live in poverty and still be doing what God wanted me to do. Well, I'm not living in poverty and I'm doing what God wanted me to do. Yeah. Yay. Congratulations. In 2008, I started my business in 2007. We were right there at the bubble of the last recession. So it was not an easy time to start a business from my perspective, but you know, here we are. Karen, what was your job before? So I had not worked for many, many years after my career in sales and marketing because I had ended up bedridden, um, very sick. And I thought I would never work. And when I ventured out and went back to school, I had a company reach out to me and say, we really want to hire you. And I said, oh my gosh, somebody wants to hire me after all these years of me doing nothing. And I ran a program for the state of Florida, a tobacco program, where I taught facilitators how to facilitate. And I taught healthcare providers how to talk to their patients about their addiction. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Please share with us what your disbehavior profile is so everybody can listen for it as we go through um, the show today. Drum roll. Okay. I am a hundred and I, you can't tell because I never smile. Ha! And I am 78 and D okay. and the other two kind of just barely show up on the map. All right. So your twin towers left is what I call that. Okay. Yeah. And you're in good company because Cindy and I's profiles are just like that. Yeah, they really are. Maybe that's why we attract many of our guests do have similar discs as we do. So that's pretty funny. But while you had, if I don't know if you remember it, but do you know what your top driving four driving forces are? Because we love to start listening for those things as we have our guests on. Absolutely. And you won't, you won't even question it after. It's so funny when you listen to people speak, you kind of can pick up on what their drivers are. My number one is receptive. I love new ways of doing things. Right. My second one is utilitarian. I hate to waste time. My third one is commanding. Don't ask me to be secretary because I want to be president. 
And my fourth one is instinctive and I love to go with my gut. Okay. Excellent. Well, and that is a great, both profiles are great profiles from my perspective for an entrepreneur like yourself. Well, you know, you're not afraid of risk and you're able to get out there and never meet a stranger and find new business. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Thank you, Martha. Tell us about what you do for your clients in your business. Well, for my biggest client, I am working on their culture and I've been doing this for two years. I don't, they keep asking me back, which is kind of, kind of nice. Yeah. And I work on their culture by doing team buildings with each department, mm-hmm. utilizing the disc and the driving forces and a few other tools. I also do this by if anybody says, gosh, I really need some help talking to Susie, who's on my team. I don't know how to talk to her. Then we'll have a one-on-one call and work on that based on disc profiles. The other thing I do, which is obviously changing the culture. The other thing I focus on is train the trainer. This is composed of training HR directors, coaches, consultants, and corporate trainers, how to utilize all these fun assessments that we have, and then how to not have to use me. I can Mm -hmm. just sit on the sidelines and go, way to go, great training. (laughs) And I love being a cheerleader, you know? Uh Yeah, and the culture piece right now is really a biggie, Um, and you have written a book recently as well, correct? I have. So in 2014, I sent my marketing director to a conference and I said, go to this conference and find out how to market me as an author. I'm almost finished with my book. And she came back on December 21st and we had a meeting and she said, I have good news and bad news. Which do you want first? I said, oh, whichever. She said, the good news is I know how to market you. The bad news is you cannot publish this book. And I said, what? And she said, you have to write a book on emotional intelligence. It's what you talk about all the time. And I said, but I have until May 15th. I told everybody it would be out May 15th. And I always keep my promise. And she said, you can do it. I went, holy moly. That's not really what I said, but that's what I'm saying to you lady. <laughs> By May 15th, I published The Power of EQ, Stronger Leadership Through Emotional Intelligence. It made it to May 15th, and that was with my editor being out of commission for two months. Oh, my Ah! goodness. No pressure there. None. So then when the pandemic hit, I went, huh, almost like the Grinch stroking my face with one (laughs) finger. Isn't this a fun time? Isn't this the time to pull out that book that I started writing in 2011, Finding Contentment in a Chaotic World? Oh my gosh, yes. Perfect Perfect timing. And I went, do you think it's perfect timing, God? He said, let's go. So I did. And and it came out June of this year. All right. Tell us about that book. So that book stems from um, a lot of years of coaching folks, a lot of my own experience in how to find contentment. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears are in that book. It's much more personal to me than the other book. And it 
obviously has become, I guess, personal to others. Uh, I'm standing at 110 great reviews, which I can't believe it. Wow. Awesome. And last week I launched it in audio. Oh, good. Oh, congratulations. Thank That's you. awesome. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I have read your EQ book. I love it. It's great practical application of EQ for leaders, but really for anybody. But I, I really love that book. So I'm going to have to purchase the second one. I haven't read that one yet. Karen, well, can you give us a, a little synopsis about EQ? We really don't speak about that a lot on Disky Chicks. Not that we don't believe in it, but we just haven't gotten to that one yet. Sure. So EQ is your ability to sense and understand your own emotions. And then with those emotions, how does that impact others? How does it all blend together? And so it goes really hand in hand with DISC and driving forces mm -hmm. because you could have, like we are, a high I and a high D, but if we don't have emotional intelligence on our side, if we're not self-aware of how, we'll just say animated we are, <laughs> and we're talking to someone who's more analytical than us and we don't know how to tone it down or we don't know how to be aware of their feelings, we're lacking in emotional intelligence. So some great tips that I like to give for emotional intelligence, first of all, is self-awareness is the key. After the self-awareness is developed, which is diving into your own emotions, understanding them. I got to tell y'all, the way I grew up, I had no clue what emotions were and I wasn't allowed to have any, wow. even though inside I was probably just crying or dying. Mm -hmm. And as an adult, I've had to learn how to express and deal with my own emotions and then deal with them when I'm with other people. Woo, that's a lot. So the best tip I can give people is to set a timer for five times a day. When that timer goes off, write down how you feel. And I have an emotions checklist and there's high, medium and low emotions. And everybody thinks, oh, I want to be high. Well, believe it or not, medium is a great place to be. <laughs> you know, we think we have to make A's, but C's are okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. that something that you feel like that you could share with our audience if we posted it on our um, show notes? Of course, I'd love to. Okay. Well, yeah. So yes. watch for watch for our show notes and um, and you can download that. I think that's a great that's a great tip. So what do you do with this information? Well, what you do is you monitor it and then you go, oh, after day five, you go, you know, at such and such a time every day, I kind of feel low or mm -hmm. at opposite end of that every day, I feel so elated. Figure out what triggers it. Mm -hmm. And so then you can figure out what your triggers are. For example, I know what all of my triggers are. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they are words and they're words that I heard maybe as a child or as an adult during not so good times and they trigger me. So I know that when I feel low, oh, that's because so-and-so said this or they acted like this. I don't have to go on with that all day. Right. I can release it. Mm -hmm. So this right. is, this is that self-awareness that you're talking about is, is trying to understand why you're high or low. And then if you can figure that out, then you can control it. 
Yes. I love it. At least yeah. that's a first step. Yeah. Um, you reminded me of something, Karen. I had a, a client that was um, a very high D and just had really low self-awareness. We started working on kind of that monitoring and journaling and tracking. And he discovered at about 11 or 11.30 every day, he would get really irritable. <laughs> and I said, well, what had you eaten that morning? He said, well, I just really don't eat anything. And I went, well, I think you're suffering from being hangry. <laughs> yes. And he was taking it out on all these people. Yeah. But that was a huge breakthrough for him to realize he wasn't taking good care of himself. Mm -hmm. I yeah. actually have a case study like that in my book. Um, oh, do you? Oh, I yes. can't wait to hear it or read it. That's going to be awesome. How did you first come across these assessments? What, what got you over to becoming an assessment guru? Oh, gosh. Well, I was sitting at my desk one day. I had a beach uh, office and I was sitting there and I'm going, gosh, there's got to be something else I can use to help my clients. Because mm -hmm. at that time I was only coaching and I started researching a little bit and I came across three or four different companies that offer assessments. And for some reason, the one that kept resonating the most was the one that we use, TTISI. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And the support was there. The folks were great. The assessment was spot on every time I took it. Mm -hmm. And there were some other assessment companies. I would take the assessment three times. There were some other assessment companies that I would take the assessment three times. And one time I'd be this, and the next time I'd be that, and then I'd be this. And it just wasn't yeah. congruent. This one was always the same. Through that, you learn the other uh, assessments that TTISI is offering. Yes. Yeah. I, I booked a trip to Arizona within two seconds flat. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, yeah, good. that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, I always like to ask this question, Karen, if you look at all the clients that you have worked with, with the DISC behaviors and driving forces, what was your biggest success story with that client? That is so interesting that you asked that. I had a lady come to me. I met her at a business group and she had just changed careers. And she said, I know how to sell, but I don't know how to sell where I am now. And of course, my background was in sales and marketing. And I mm -hmm. said, well, let's take an assessment and look at it. She operates as a high I, high S, and she was leaving a lot of deals on the table unclosed because when she would go to the close, she would start talking and talk them out of the sale, not purposefully, obviously. So we went through the assessment and I didn't have to tell her that she said to me, oh my God. I just got chill bumps. And I said, what happened? She <laughs> said, I just realized why I'm losing these deals. And so through the disc, she had a huge revelation. Then when we got back to the, or got to the driving forces, she said to me, oh, now I know why I'm having such a hard time 
with the accountants because she does a lot of business with accountants. And she had such aha moments. Every time she'd go, you know, at first I'd be nervous. And then suddenly I realized these are good things. And I realized she was having all kinds of ahas. She has since moved up and up and up and up into that company and recently left that company and is just soaring at her new position. I actually helped her find her husband, not purposely. (laughs) I mean, we have such a connection. It's just incredible because of all this. You're going to be in her will for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great story though. That's really a great one. Thanks for sharing. And, you know, kudos to you for seeing, you know, I I tell Cindy, sometimes I feel like we have x-ray vision when we see these assessments and know where they're going to stumble and fall and have, have more problems or challenges with the nature of the work that they're doing. I think that, that you really have been life-changing for a lot of people. That's, that's really wonderful. Well, thank you. I have a great leader story. Oh, you do? Well, let's hear that. So, and this actually, I hate to say it, but ties into another assessment as well, but I'm with my biggest client, I'm coaching this leader and the company really wants to move him up and he is a DC and the other two are lower and he managed at the time six people and a lot of the people he manages are high S and I's. Ooh. I was about to say, I bet that sounds Ooh. fun having him as a manager. Yes. Yes, Cindy. So, so tell us, remind our audience what is uh, what a DC means. Like what is what sure. does that show so up? As? He's dominant and compliant, which means he loves to get tasks done and forgets about people, not totally, but kind of. (laughs) So they have a funny story. He messaged one of them on Saturday and didn't say good morning first. Oh, heaven forbid. Because she's a steady. And he just said, what's the code to get in your building? That is so funny. (laughs) She immediately thought that there was an emergency and she gives him the code, but then she calls him and says, what's happened? Should I drive over? And he says, why would you do that? And she says, well, it must be an emergency. And he says, why would you think that? Oh my gosh. This was before I met them all. And she says, well, because you didn't even say good morning or happy Saturday. You just said, what's the code to the building? Something must be going on. And he goes, I just forgot it and need to get in the building. That is so perfect. That's such a perfect story. And just are trying to get stuff done, you know? Yes. Yes. And an S would never do that unless it was an emergency, you know, they still probably would say good morning. She would say, good morning. How's your Saturday? I'm at the building and can't remember the code. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And he, he would think, what's the bottom line here? Oh, the code. You want the code. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, those so, those steadies have a, have a hard time with those high dominance, don't they? Yes. <laughs> so fast forward to today and his team, when I get them all on Zoom, 
they are having a blast and they throw jokes at him. He's the only male, by the way. They talk about him being in a skirt and he's so touchy feeling now. I said, he's probably not going to wear a skirt, but y'all can keep thinking he's going to. And they love him now. Now. Oh, wow. Yes. Do you have him put it in his planner? Like say hello to so-and-so or, I mean, sometimes they really do. They have to write it down on their to-do list give five, you know, positive feedback remarks today or whoever it is, whoever's day it is today. So on his, yes, Cindy. So on his laptop, he has a sticky at the very top right corner and it says, don't forget niceties. And so he composes the email and then he goes back to the top and puts in niceties. That's very funny. And I tell a story of um, somebody that I work with here who works in the government as a representative. So he has a real job. But he's very straightforward and he's a CD, same, same thing. And he has to work with other elected officials because he's not the boss. He's on a council. And he and I, I love D's because they just want to get stuff done. So if, they, if he thinks that I can help him be more effective, he'll pay attention. Otherwise, no. And he's also super high intellectual. And so he you know, explained what a DC was. And he said, well, you know what my real job is. And I said, what? And he's like, I'm an emergency room physician. And I was like, perfect. You want it done now? And you want it done perfectly. I would love for you to be my emergency room doctor. I want you there. How's that working for you on the council? And he said, not so well. You know, so he's learned and he had it. What reminded me is he had a sticky that his wife actually gave him that said, be nice on it. So he would always have to remember and I had another commissioner do the same thing. He had to write it on his legal pad every, every, for every meeting because they get heated. And so the first thing they see is be nice and it, it helps. Calm, calm down. <laughs> He's not calm wearing down. a skirt yet, but it helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I love it. I think that's great. That's great. Well, and I also noted in your, what you shared with Cindy and I ahead of time that you got the 10 most successful coaches in the world. Tell us it, about that. I think I got lucky. Um, I met a guy on LinkedIn and he was interviewing coaches and he wanted the 10 most successful coaches in the world. And I think he picked me because he ran out of other people to pick. No, oh, come on. <laughs> Even if you were number 10, you're still in the top 10. No, I don't know. I don't really know how, but I did. And he researched all over the world. He's in England and I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you. That's awesome. Did that bump your business at all? It did at the time. It was huge, huge, huge uh, yeah. bump. It, it went, it, it kind of went crazy. Like I'm like, well, I'm the same as I was yesterday. Um, and you know, that's often the way it is with being an author too. People go, Oh, you're an author. And I think, well, I'm the same as I was yesterday. Yeah. You know, yeah. but that's just perception. That's right. So Have you written? I'm very, I'm very grateful. Were you a writer as a high school person or as a college person? Did you like to write? Oh no, but thank you so much, Cindy. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. I just have a lot of thoughts and I have a lot of uh, street experience and I certainly hire the right people to help me. Yeah. Yeah. So wonder, your, your story is a wonderful one. I know it's a hard one, but in, you know, in the day of that we're in today where there's not a lot of 
you know, personal responsibility. There's a lot of blaming and not accepting, you know, blaming everything. And I can't succeed because of this, this, this. It shows that even your own mom said you wouldn't be able to succeed instead of that devastating you it, it energized you to mm-hmm. or it may have done both actually you know think, as, yeah. as a small child so I think you speak the from your heart and from the truth and you share you, you've turned that background into something that is a positive thing and it gives hope to people who feel like the odds are stacked against them and that there's no way this is my life and this is where I'm meant to be and they can elevate if they have the right mindset that you had and that, and that courage and that drive. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And I don't even know where I got it, to be honest. Uh, I kind of give it a little bit. I think my mom uh, always worked two jobs. And so I got her work ethic and then my grandfather was always around. I lived with him for him and my grandmother for the first six years of my life. Mm -hmm. And then my aunt was always around. And so there were good influences in different ways from different people. But I think that inside, I just always knew it doesn't have to be this way. Right. It just doesn't have to be this way. And whatever, wherever that came from is, I hope everybody realizes that wherever they're stuck, it doesn't have to stay this way. Yeah. It's a great Amen message. to that. Yeah, I think that's a great message to end on. It's been such a joy to talk to you and I can't wait to get this episode published and and get your book. I will definitely get that today. And uh, we just really appreciate you being on the show. Of course. And you can get it on audio or paperback. And tell us the name again. Sure. Thank you, Cindy. Finding Contentment in a Chaotic World. Okay. Right. I, I can download that to Audible since you've made it. Did your audio. That's awesome. Yes, ma'am. That was yeah. a, quite an ordeal. I got to tell you. Well, Karen Nutter, thank you so much for being on the show. And to our fans, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening in. Thank you, ladies. Thanks to all of you continuous learners for listening in with Cindy and me today. We are passionate about the power of the DISC behavior assessment, and we love bringing it to you and your clients. We invite you to visit our website at diskychicks.com. There you will find a link to all of our podcasts, and you can listen to previous episodes and subscribe. Also on our website, you can try a DISC assessment for yourself. Just click the link, take the short assessment, and we'll quickly send you the results. Also, check us out as well on Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to hear from you. See you next week on the Disky Chicks Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Disky Chicks Podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. To learn more or start a conversation with Cindy and Martha, visit the Disky Chicks Podcast Facebook page.